When you're working and you want or need more money, you can do things like work overtime, get a new job, or even take a second job. In retirement, your opportunities for more money are limited and Social Security just isn't enough. On today's show, we'll highlight five sources of retirement. And now, Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. Welcome in, everybody. This is Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joe is an investment advisor representative. He's a fiduciary. He's been helping folks for more than 20 years uh, in independent. Murphy Wealth Management is where you find him. You can find the website at mwmfinancial.tax.tax.com. So uh, there's that. And um, we have got a big show today. Joe, how are you? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks for asking, buddy. Yeah, we do have a, a guest on today. I'm excited to uh, to talk to Angelo here in a little bit, but you know, happy to be back with you another week talking about the the fun world of retirement and finance. Well, and again, the uh, this one, you know, you, you talk about some some things that we uh, some other ways to get money or some other income sources that we might not think about, might not be front of mind, but but probably should be, um, or at least as an option. And that first one is uh, is a health savings account, Joe, and I know that you like them. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at one of the most tax advantaged accounts available to to us here in this country. So we love it. You know, I am a huge proponent of the Ross because of the tax free status. This is another excellent way these HSA pro, uh, plans that are, are made and designed for people with high deductible health insurance plans are an unbelievable sidecar to not only save uh, tax free or tax deferred and then be able to spend on eligible medical expenses tax free. I mean, Steve, we talk about it all the time on this show. What's better than tax free? It doesn't get any better. So these HSAs have been fantastic and we're getting more and more calls of people wanting to sign up and we love it. So and with an HSA, you, you said it, it's, it's a high deductible plan. You have to have a high deductible health plan to yep. make that happen there. Um, but again, the younger you are, if you have that high deductible plan, let's say you're 50. And if you started maxing out that that uh, HSA right now, by the time you hit 60, you're I mean, you're you're covered. Yeah. I mean, let's look at the basic uh, contribution limits. So for 2022, as an individual, you can throw in 3650. And if you have a family, if your spouse also has a high deductible plan, you can contribute up to $7,300 per year. That contribution, just like your 401k, can go in pre-tax. Or if you contribute after tax, you actually get a deduction without having to itemize. Um, it's just a simple form that you include with your 1040. We do it for all our clients that contribute after tax. But this is a wonderful plan. And if you're eligible and you're sitting there with a high deductible plan, you want to be taking advantage of this. If you compare these HSAs, Steve, um, to like 401k contributions, when we're looking at a, at a client's overall situation, Situation, we obviously want to take advantage of that match, right? You never want to turn away free money. Never. But this HSA becomes a beautiful sidecar for that excess contribution because of the benefits that it's going to pay down the road. Well, and again, with that HSA, I mean, again, you pay, like you said, you can get a tax deduction going in. There's no tax going out as long as it's paid for medical and the money grows and there's no tax on that. I mean, yeah. this is a win, win, win any way you look at it. You got it. And you, you hit the nail on the head there, Steve. Triple tax advantages with your HSA. So like you said, you get the tax-free contributions into the HSA. You're going to get tax-free growth. And here's one of the wonderful things about dealing with a fiduciary firm with your HSA. We can flip that into what's called an HSBA and actually use investments like ETFs and mutual funds really to grow because that tax-free growth, again, you're not having to pay taxes on that interest gain inside of that HSA, but the ability to use investments outside of a traditional fixed account like a CD that most people have their HSAs in. I mean, we're talking dynamite. If the market returns, you can really grow these things. And that's what, I, you know, I mean, I think back, um, oh, probably 10 years. Uh, they've been around longer than that, HSAs have. But yeah. I think about 10 years ago, I was dealing with an HSA, and I just thought it was a savings account. I mean, you know, you put some money in and it just sits there and that's that and but boy they have really sort of come of age 
you know, I always encourage people, especially if you do have a high deductible plan, most of us that are, you know, you're younger or, you know, you own a business and, you know, you just don't go to the doctor a lot or you're relatively healthy and, you know, you don't need that real big comprehensive health plan. That's why you get these high deductible plans. You don't go to the doctor a lot, but eventually that will change. You're going to go to the doctor. You're going to need to spend money on expenses. You know, take, take, for example, LASIK eye surgery. You know, I'm at the point where I'm starting to research that because I'm so sick and tired of taking my glasses on and off every time I have to read something yep. and the bifocals just don't work for me. So I really started to research. But the wonderful thing about it is regardless of where our income level, if I had to pay out of pocket for that LASIK, um, say it cost me $4,000 in turn, because I have an HSA, I can pull that money out. It's an eligible expense. I can pull that money out tax-free. Those savings start compounding. If I'm spending less for these medical expenses, these qualified medical expenses, that's where it pays dividends, not just on the growth, but the money that you save when you're using it the way it should be used. Sure. 800-930-5905. The only caveat is that once you hit 65, once you're on Medicare, you can no longer to contribute. You can no longer contribute, but that 65 means um, you can use that HSA money um, for outside of, of eligible uh, medical expenses. So you can really use that thing for anything that you want. It almost becomes like a retirement plan. And that's what we really love it for. So at, you hit that age 65, it's free to use it. You still have to pay, you still have to pay taxes on it now. It's not tax-free as if you would use it for eligible medical expenses, but you can use that. It becomes like a supplement to retirement. And again, Again, we love those sidecars that supplement income, Steve. So let me ask you this. So if um, if if my spouse is, say, five or six years younger than I am and I turn sure. 65, can she still contribute as a family to an HSA? Um, well, it's, it's just going to depend. If you guys both have high deductible plans, Steve, then yep. yes, she can contribute as long as it doesn't matter what your age is, she nice. can contribute. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you're going to have that going for you too. But the wonderful thing about developing an HSA, just say I was, I was single and I had my HSA plan. Um, I could actually use those medical expenses that tax free for, for a dependent. Um, they don't even have to be insured. So that's another benefit, but I mean, look at what you can do in retirement. You can use this to pay for your part D um, prescription drug plan. You can use it for your part B premium. Uh, Medicare Part B, all these qualified expenses, if you look through, there's a lot in there that actually will surprise you that you can use and now pay tax-free out of your HSA. So we love these things. Um, if you're not sure about them, like Steve will give you the number to give us a call. We can give you an analysis on your overall health plan. Make sure that you qualify just in general, an individual, the, the health plan needs to have a deductible of at least $1,400 um, for family, $2,800. And that will, that will allow you to create one of these HSA plans and we can help design it to tailor it to fit your situation and whether or not we use investments or not, that's going to be a risk tolerance and time horizon thing. But we love setting these things up for clients for what it does now and what it does down the road. 800-930-5905. Worth having that conversation. So let's talk about one other way of uh, you know creating some income and that is dividends. And, and that becomes, that to me is a little confusing. And I think most people might think that same thing. Are dividends available and how do we do it and what do we do? <laughs> Well, dividends can be a great part of, a, of an income plan, and I wouldn't depend on them solely um, and, and because dividends aren't guaranteed. And, and when you're looking at an overall retirement plan, we love to, to have absolutes. Like I've always said on this show, Steve, I'm not looking someone in the eye when they're 80 or 85 or, or talking to their kids and say, you know what, we depended on dividends from this company and they went out of business. Not a good conversation to have and not one as a fiduciary that I'm willing to have. But dividends in general can offer an incredible supplement to retirement. Whether you use those dividends uh, for income or you reinvest them, they can be an incredible way to build value and build income in retirement. But again, we don't do all the eggs in one baskets. When you're looking at dividends from a tax perspective, and we always analyze not only what you're going to get income-wise, but what you actually get to keep after Uncle Sam takes his share. Dividends have favorable tax treatment if they are what is considered qualified. A qualified dividend is going to have capital gains up to a maximum of 20%, and that's based on your income. But most Americans, most middle-class Americans, are not going to pay any taxes on dividends up to a 22% bracket. Um, so these things are tax-free. I mean, again, Steve, what are we talking about here? Tax-free? I love it. <laughs> tax-free, exactly. So are, they mo are dividend stocks mostly blue chip? Are they the big companies? 
Yeah, I mean, you're going to look at a company that obviously has excess profits and studies have shown throughout the market, Stephen, we're doing data analysis that, you know, large companies or mid-sized companies that have excess cash sitting around um, usually don't do so good with it. Um, and dividends really create accountability with the company. So when I'm analyzing a company for investment or value or dividends, I want to look at that track record. I want to see their consistency in paying dividends. Um, I'm not so concerned with, with the yield because as most of our radio listeners know, you don't want to search a dividend paying stock by the yield um, because if the share price goes down and the dividend remains the same, that yield's going to increase. And that's not actually a positive. That could be a negative. Um, so you really want to look at the track record. But yes, to answer your question, Steve, most of the companies that we're going to use and identify for our clients for dividend payers are going to be blue chip, large cap, domestic U.S. companies. Okay. Well, good to know. And um, so let's talk about um, interest. So uh, there was a time when uh, interest rates were favorable to most people, uh, but that is yeah. not the case today. Not to say that it won't come back, but how, do, how aware do we need to be of interest at this point? Well, I mean, look, when, when you're dealing with an inflation rate running over 7.5 and most of these banks are paying, you know, a percent or less um, fixed income, it's really not where you want to be. It's a holding tank, but you're losing value. So the way that I explain this to clients and when we're talking to our clients is, is look, your dollar today is going 7.5% less than it was at this time last year. That's what inflation is. It erodes that spending power. And a lot of our clients, especially conservative clients, they're used to keeping their money in a savings account or a CD or you know even, even bonds at this point. Um, and, and right now with a, a near zero, you know, record low interest rates, um, you're, you're, losing, you're losing money just keeping it there. And that's the unfortunate part. And yes, the Fed has just come out. Um, he just announced uh, this week that we're going to be doing a quarter basis point raise to the federal funds rate. Absolutely. And, and again, uh, so folks, if you're interested, I would say, Joe, let's, let's open up the phone lines. Let's invite folks to call, come on in and sit down with you and have that conversation. Absolutely, guys. And you guys all know my favorite saying by now, because if you want something you've never had, you got to do something you've never done. And that starts with a phone call to a fiduciary financial advisor that can help you get to where you want to be. So if you're one of the next 10 callers with at least $250,000 saved for retirement, we are going to custom design an easy to understand financial review that will indicate if you are in need of a full-blown retirement plan. There's absolutely no cost or obligation for a radio listeners that call in right now. This analysis will include a fee report and a portfolio risk assessment that will untangle the cost of your current advisor and help you understand how much risk you're taking with your investments. And guys, that's so important at these levels. Next, we're going to include a tax analysis to determine if we can reduce your overall tax burden and increase your cash flow, which will put more money in your pocket instead of good old Uncle Sam. And then finally, guys, we're going to create that customized lifetime income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could electrify your retirement income for the rest of your life. Let us help you take the guesswork out of retirement planning. These 10 spots go quick, Steve. Give our listeners that magic number to call. My pleasure, Joe. It's 800-930-5905. You heard Joe, 10 callers right now, gets the chance to sit down and put together that financial roadmap, taking things that are complicated and break them down into something that really just makes sense. You'll get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, but more importantly, you walk out with that roadmap, that guide that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-930-5905. 800-930-5905. Coming up next, we have a very special guest coming on the show. We have attorney Angelo Politakis to explain some basic estate planning techniques that he's been using with our clients and we've been using with our firm right after this. And we are back on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall and Joe is a fiduciary, independent, 20 plus years helping folks to get to and through retirement. And a big part of that retirement plan has got to be the estate plan. And unfortunately, for most of us, that's the last thing we want to think about. But the good news is, uh, as Joe just said, Angelo Politakis is here and uh, we're going to talk estate planning. And uh, hi, Angelo, how are you? 
Good, how about yourself? Very, very well, thank you. It's, it's always good to talk about these things because nobody wants to talk about them, right? No, no, nobody wants to really think about, you know, having to prepare for, you know, end of life scenarios or, you know, scenarios that uh, are unfortunate uh, event in their life, but everybody has to prepare for it because it's inevitable. Absolutely. Joe, what do you think? I mean, you've been working with him for a long time and, and really helping folks understand what a basic estate plan is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, number one, you have to understand someone's background and you have to understand the relationship that, that you have with that individual. And like I said, we've been working with with Angelo and his firm um, on, on some very difficult cases, very difficult estate planning. So, you know, working with someone, you know, and on that intimate level to, to try and help a client's best interest, you know, you get to know that person a little bit better. And, and, you know, we really like what Angelo does and the expertise that he brings to estate planning, especially in some of the more advanced concept. Um, I mean, this is a guy that specializes in estate planning, elder law, asset protection, you know, coupled with advanced tax planning and estate and trust administration. These are high level things, guys. And, and this is the guy that, you know, we go to um, when we don't have that expertise. You know, sometimes you have to look um, to someone that does this every day. And, you know, working with Angelo has been, been a, made a world of difference with our clients. We wanted to bring him on the show. And Angelo is also a, a member of the American Indiana and Illinois Bar Association. And guys, for our radio listeners out there, we just want to make sure that, that we're all on the same page here, that what we're going to talk about here does not apply to any personal situation, um, that only through a personal confidential consultation with an attorney like Angelo or qualified legal counsel, that's the only way an attorney can properly evaluate your unique estate planning challenges and also determine what, if any, appropriate legal strategies and tactics are going to be implemented to your personal situation. Sure. Just wanted to make sure everyone was aware of yeah, that. Thanks for saying that, Joe. Sure, sure, sure. So anyways, we wanted to get to, to Angelo. I have him here. Um, we are actually in the studio right now. And uh, we've had a nice talk uh, before we went on air. And again, Angelo is a wealth of knowledge. And we wanted to talk a little bit about some basic estate planning for radio listeners. A lot of people out there, um, they know that they should have some documents in place. They, they've heard the word and terminology estate planning. But what really is it and why is it so important? And Angelo, I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit today. And if you could kind of just give us some insight on, on your mind, the mind of an attorney on why is estate planning so important? Sure. Uh, I always tell people that the three most important things that an estate plan does and provides to you is control, protections and savings. I'd like to go on each of those, uh, starting with control, uh, you know, without an estate plan, if you just have, uh, if you don't have an estate plan, you're letting the state dictate what happens to your assets, what happens to your children, what happens to uh, the distribution, how much each individual is getting. A lot of individuals think that if I don't have an estate plan, it's just going to go all to my wife. In Indiana, for instance, it's completely different. It doesn't go to your wife. Actually, 50% of the assets that you have go to your wife. Uh, another one is, again, protections, uh, protections from creditors, the government, and uh, the unforeseeable circumstances with your, your heirs, your children. Uh, for instance, uh, you don't know what's going to happen 15, 20 years from now, so you want to implement those safeguards now, it being you know, a, a potential disability, uh, if they have some sort of uh, substance abuse problems uh, or anything like that, we could have safeguards in place to proactively protect you and your assets and your family from those situations. And then the last one, again, that I was telling you about was savings. Uh, it reduces uh, court costs, uh, legal and accounting fees. Um, all those after at the end of it is depending on which, which estate plan you uh, agree and want to implement. Uh, it could be substantial on all these uh, three aspects on the control, protection, and savings uh, aspects of your estate plan. I love that control, protection and savings. It, it's so simple and easy to understand. And I think that's very well put. Um, one of the things that we usually see, Angelo, especially with, with our clients, is no one really pays attention until they actually get into trouble. It's those 
that plan and plan ahead, those that are prepared can kind of sidestep this with, with basic legal documentation that can make sure that you're not one of those stories that you read in the newspaper or you see on social media and be like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? <laughs> That's not where you want to be, especially you know with retirement when you're when you're trying to create a legacy for your kids or try and protect. That's when these estate planning documents become vital to make sure things happen the way you want them to go. That's what Angelo's firm specializes in. And, and the great thing is, is you know, when, when we sit down with our clients together, they can tell him in their own words what they want to accomplish very simply, explain their situation, and Angelo can diagnose it and put options on the table for them, very simply explain them and, and make a fit and find a custom plan, a custom estate plan that's going to do what they want it to do. So Angelo, thank you for that that awesome explanation on that. Um, and then Angelo, another question that I have, and, and this is one is like, what estate planning documents, like what is the foundation of a, of a, a plan? Like if we have a client that comes in, what are the things that you're going to be looking at that are going to say, these are paramount to initial protection. This is what you have to have if you want to make sure that you have the basic protection in force. Well, there's a, uh, several documents, but starting off, while it's called lifetime planning, you want to have power of attorney documents, medical directives, which include HIPAA authorizations, a living will, medical power of attorney, uh, a revocable trust, which I strongly recommend, or a um, last will and testament, which is on the at death planning. Um, as you were mentioning earlier about your legacy planning, this is part of that whole planning. These documents not go hand in hand with what you do to be able to pass on the legacy and your wealth to your children. And without having all these documents, it could be very um, burdensome on your family. For example, for a power of attorney, a simple document that uh, between the medical and the durable power of attorney, which happens to uh, control your finances, if you don't have these in place, these two documents are usually around $700. If you don't have these in place and something happens to one of your loved ones, that includes your children that are over 18 because you can't, you have no way of uh, dictating what happens to them. If you have anybody over 18 and anything happens to them, it goes from $700 with these simple documents to 7000 on going through a guardianship. You have to involve the courts and a lot of people, including myself, I would love to avoid these situations. You know, another another important document, which um, we'll get into more later on, is um, your your at death planning, which is your revocable trust or your your will. Uh, those control your assets and how they get distributed. And without that, uh, what happens is if you don't have either of those two documents, upon your passing, like I said earlier, the court dictates what happens to your assets. You don't want that. You, and then it takes up a lot of time as well. Uh, in, in dying without uh, an estate plan, it's called dying intestate. The government and the state has control of everything with your assets. They have these laws in place that say this much of the asset goes to this individual. Like I said earlier, 50% of your assets would go to your, your spouse. Um, and also including with your children. What would happen to your children if something happened, if they were below 18? Who gets to you know dictate what happens in their life and what happens to those assets and who, who protects those assets while they are under the age? And at the same time, I don't recommend anybody giving their children all their assets at 18. I always recommend my children or my, 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 uh, my client's children uh, around 30 to 35 because even at 18, 21, 25, a lot of these uh, a lot of children don't know what to do with that large amount of money. Well, one of the things that I always talk about with with our clients, I'm sure Steve's heard me say this as well, is, you know, the last thing that you want to do is leave a huge sum of money to, you know, teenagers or early 20 kids. And then the next thing you're going to do is they're going to be wearing the Gucci pajamas and <laughs> and it's all going to go out. But what these what these documents do, it allows you to retain control when you're no longer here to. So your wishes are done. They're documented. You have it set in stone and you don't have to worry about the what ifs. And that's why planning is so critical. 
critical, not just with financial plans, not just with retirement plans, but estate planning as well, making sure that it goes exactly the way you want it to go. That's why getting these important documents in place, these basics that Angelo just reviewed, I mean, is absolutely you know paramount to making sure your situation unfolds the way you want it to, not the way the state of Indiana or Illinois wants it to. That's what we really want to avoid, guys. That's what we're doing with. You didn't work so hard for this money to let some stranger that, you know, in the state and the probate courts to decide what happens to your hard-earned assets. No, thank you. This is an opportunity to get that done, get that basic planning in place so you don't have to sit there and wonder what's going to happen next. Well, Joe, I mean, I, I think we barely scratched the surface here. And uh, <laughs> so are we going to, well, let's continue this in the next segment. What do you think? Yeah, we're absolutely going to do that. Right, guys, great. we have a very special offer for our radio listeners with Angelo. So for the next 10 callers that call into the show, we are going to offer a free consultation, a free estate planning review. Guys, this is extremely valuable. Um, we're going to review your situation and uh, understand it so you can kind of get a good idea exactly where you're at. We can also make some recommendations on some basic estate planning documents, or if you need some advanced planning done, whether that's a, a Medicaid situation or asset protection, or you just want to make sure that everything is protected and going the way that you want it to. This is your opportunity to get a free consultation to understand your situation now and make sure it unfolds exactly the way that you want it to. So if you're one of the next 10 callers, you are going to get that free consultation. We will reach out to you to schedule that call. So please give us a call right now. Absolutely, Joe. Uh, 800-930-5905 is the number to call. This is a great opportunity. If you've never dealt with estate planning, if it's something that just kind of been you know, in the back of your mind, now is the time to take advantage of this no cost, no obligation consultation and get an idea of what that estate plan can be. 800-930-5905, 800-930-5905, 10 callers right now, 800-930-5905. Right after this, more from attorney Angelo Politakis on estate planning and we're gonna get in some elder law planning as well right after this. We are back on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sadal. Joining us today, estate planning attorney Angela Pulatakis. Really some great insight on estate planning. And again, the offer today is a consultation with Angelo to be able to get an idea of your own estate plan. Um, Joe, of course, uh, we're here every week, Joe. And, and just, <laughs> you know, I, I love to, to, to mix it up like this because, you know, I, just, I think we've all had experience or we all know family members that are suddenly facing a, you know, a crisis health situation and they don't have those documents. I mean, it's, it's a tragedy. It, it really is. And, and it's easily avoided. And, and a lot of people think, you know, I'm going to consult an attorney and it's going to cost an arm and a leg. And, you know, for these basic documents, it, it's going to cost you more by not planning. And that's why, like I said, this is an opportunity for you to get that review and understand where you are right now. And, and you know, you'll be able to consult you know, an experienced professional and say, look, this is what I want to accomplish. And he's going to make sure the legal documents are in force to protect and get done what you want to get done. So very invaluable offer today. But we want to continue a little bit um, here, Angelo, and talk a, a little bit more about some estate planning. And, and also, um, when it comes to um, some of our elderly clients, this is a very common thing that we see coming in. Um, a lot of the the kids, when, when we'll talk to them, they'll say, you know, if we have a, a mom or dad is getting sick, they'll say, you know what, I'm just going to put these assets in my name, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the account in my name. And I wanted to pick Angelo's brain to see what he thought of that strategy, because um, we do hear it often. I wanted our radio listeners to get educated on why that probably is not the best idea out there. Angelo, go ahead. Yeah, uh, uh, this is, again, we're preparing, not reacting. So we want to prepare without doing these things um, by putting it in people's names. I hear that all the time with my clients as well regarding uh, putting assets, homes, for instance, in other individuals' names or bank accounts or putting their names on the bank account so they could have access to it. Well, there's two problems with that. Uh, one is the step up in basis, which means if you have a home that's worth $100,000 when you bought it, but now 
it's worth, especially in this market, it's worth five, six hundred thousand dollars. Upon your passing, if you have it in some sort of estate plan in a will or a trust, that increase of value into your home, there's no tax uh, tax on it. Well, if you put it in your name without one of these um, these vehicles, these documents that I prepare, they would get taxed on all the gain that they have uh, accumulated over the years Brilliant. or you have accumulated. And then another thing is, is which is, uh, you know, more advanced planning is the fact of you want to make sure, especially for your elderly clients, that we plan proactively for these things and properly because the government looks back five years for anybody that's trying to protect their assets, especially like say for a nursing home or all my elderly clients are trying to prepare for that situation. The government looks back five years. And if you're not preparing them properly and don't have them in proper vehicles, then it could come back and bite you in the butt. So Angelo, in essence, so if I, you know, mom, I know is going to a nursing home very soon and I transfer, say, a hundred thousand dollar savings account to my name. Nothing's going to happen up front, right? Nothing. No one's going to say, hey, you can't do that. You know, there's no instruction booklet with this. When do you find out? Like, when do you find out that you made a mistake on that? Uh, a lot of people may find out. And that's a, that's a good point. A lot of people think that, you know, I'm just going to put it in my name. But a lot of people find out when it's too late. <laughs> That's when it usually comes in, and that's when we're trying to be reactive instead of proactive. And then that would, you know, that situation is something that we try to uh, inform our clients of why we want these documents, you know, well in advance of a situation like that. And I tell all my clients, don't touch anything until I have the ability to be able to review all your financial, uh, your financial portfolio and all your assets and what the best vehicle is to protect your assets for it not to be taken by creditors, nursing home or the government. Because, you know, uh, unfortunately, if you we don't plan properly or you don't plan properly, one of those three individuals, creditors, government or the nursing homes can come after an app. Even the even your home and seize it. Oh, and it's gut wrenching. And unfortunately, you know, we've met clients in the later stages. And as an Indiana navigator, um, we do get calls a lot, um, specifically with Medicaid and, and and how to deal with it. And some of these stories are just they're absolutely gut wrenching. And you realize that a lot of it could have been prevented with simple planning. Um, but it just doesn't occur to people. No one thinks they're going to get sick. No one thinks they're going to end up in a nursing home. No one feels that way. So it goes on the back burner. You know, at forty years old, the last thing I'm thinking about is long-term care. But I also know that if something happens, if I drive out of my office today and I get hit by a car and I become disabled or I go into a coma, then I am in that situation. So I better have my ducks in a row now. Get the planning done now. Get that consultation done now and make sure that you're prepared because we don't know what God has in store for us. We don't know what's going to happen next. So planning is critical. Before we get any further on that, Angela, I kind of want to shift gears because a common question that I do get from a lot of my clients is, and I know that you've explained this to, to a lot of our mutual clients, but can you tell us what the difference between a will and a trust document is? Absolutely. Uh, the difference between a will and a trust is pretty simple. Um, remember those three topics that I, I talked about earlier, control, protection, and savings? Yep. The will is the base layer of those. The trust has has much more protections, much more control, and much more savings. Um, I like to give the analogy for a will as being a glass container that could only be opened up once. Everybody could see into it. Everybody could see what your assets are upon your passing. And the only time that you're able to open up that container is whenever you pass. So whenever you accumulate more assets you have to redo the will completely. It's not flexible at all. So that container has to be changed every single time that you have a new change in circumstance in your life, a new asset, a divorce, anything like that, you'd have to continuously change that container. While a trust is more like a treasure chest and you have the key. The key could be, or the treasure chest could be opened up anytime you want. You could put any valuables in there, any assets in there, and you could change the the chest anytime you want and add uh, add individuals on there it's more flexible than a a, a will not only does uh, is it flexible or more control but also provides you more protections again uh, uh, 
what we were talking about, what you said earlier about you could be driving down the street and you could be in a car accident and then be disabled. Well, in a trust, there's built-in safeguards for uh, disabilities. So there's nothing like that in a will. All the will does is dis- it has the control. Uh, you have that control where your assets are going to. While in a trust, it has built-in safeguards and it has, um, you know, it's, it, it accounts for scenarios that people don't even think about. While, like I said, the will doesn't. The other thing that a trust does and a will doesn't is, again, a lot more savings. Yes, the will, um, if you have it uh, prepared, you're still going to have to go to court. While a a trust, you do not have to go to court. So with a will, there's two ways that, uh, uh, that you'd have to go through court. It's called supervised and unsupervised. Supervised is the court tells you everything that you get to, you have to do. So if you want to distribute anything, even though it says it on your will that you want to just be distributed to your son or your daughter, you still have to get the approval of, uh, of the court. Then the other one is unsupervised. That's still on the will. And I recommend that to everybody if they have it. You still have to go through the court system. So it's a lot more expensive in the long run than the trust. Because right. upon your passing with a trust, um, you – you're able to access those assets the next day. So with a will, regardless if it's supervised or unsupervised, it takes about six to nine months to uh, to distribute those assets to your family. Like I said, upon your passing with the trust, you get your your family gets those assets the very next day. Wow, that's awesome. And and one of the things that we see a lot, Angelo, and and like I said, nothing against any professions out there, but a lot of our clients come in with these big, beautiful trust books and we'll open up the books to review them and there's no assets inside the trust. And we've seen it over and over again. One of the things that I wanted to ask you is, how often should you be reviewing your estate planning documents? So you went, you got your trust, you, you think you're all set up. How often should you review these documents? When should you sit down with your attorney and say, hey, I, I, need, I think I need to, everyone to take a look at this. Is it just life changes? When should you, when should you review this? Well, I see that too quite often. I see it you know, um, more frequently than I would like to. <laughs> but uh, there's, there's, again, life changes, major life changes, like you said, but also I I recommend yearly, but at a minimum every four years. The reason why I say at a minimum every four years is because remember one of those documents I was talking about was a power of attorney documents for the medical and the the durable. Well, those, uh, according to the financial banks and stuff like that, financial institutions and hospitals, uh, they look at those documents after a few years uh, at, at around five years as being quote unquote stale. So they don't, they don't look at them as being valid. So at the minimum, we want to look at your estate plan at least every four years. But unfortunately, people don't even do that. So you have to make sure you're on top of it and you want to frequently review your estate plan because you, know, uh, you have new assets, you have a new car, you, have, uh, you bought a new home, you uh, have new life insurance or you want to change something you want to review make sure your estate plan is up to date yeah and that makes sense you know with our investment clients we're having quarterly reviews you know that yep. communication that relationship of not only from a financial and a retirement and tax planning standpoint but also from a legal tan- uh, standpoint that communication we believe is absolutely key angelo i can't thank you enough for the time that you spent with us here on the on the radio today i know our radio listeners are going to be so appreciative to to understand this and to be able to reach out and have that opportunity to have a conversation with you um, and kind of pick your brain as well and get that consultation. So I'm so excited that you had a chance to spend some time and this won't be the last time you're on as long as you want to come back and spend some time with good old uh, Steve and I. I look forward to the next time as well. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Okay, guys, that was an awesome segment. And thank you again to Angelo. And, And we do have that special offer for this week only. Um, so if you're one of the next 10 callers, guys, you guys have been lighting up these phones. I know that's going to continue with this offer, but you guys are going to get that free consultation um, with Angelo um, to understand where your situation is. And he can make some recommendations and sit down and have an in-depth consultation with you to understand where you want to be. Um, this is a very valuable assessment. So please take advantage of it. Um, give us a call now. Steve's going to give you the number and this is for the next 10 callers, guys. That's fantastic. Again, take advantage of this offer. If you're 
curious about estate planning. It, it's something that you need to do. Those basic documents, yes. Have the free consultation with Angelo to be able to get a handle on it. Joe is there for you to help as well. It's a chance to get a practical financial review. Throw in there the estate planning. What a way to go. 800-930-5905. Again, it's uh, the next 10 callers right now. We'll get the comprehensive financial review. We'll also get the free consultation with Angelo. And you need to make that call today. Make a Right now, while you're thinking of it, 800-930-5905. And as Joe just said, this offer is good just this week. So make that call, 800-930-5905. We're crafting answers to your questions. Details when we come right back. We're back on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall having a great show today. Boy, getting a chance to talk with uh, an estate planning attorney, Angelo Politakis. Uh, Takis, I mean, really, that's a great find and a great addition to the show here. Oh, absolutely, Steve. And, I, and I've been asking him, he's a real busy guy. You know, obviously, he does he does a lot of advanced planning. He's very in demand. Um, but the opportunity to get a chance to listen to him and, and just talk about some basics and how he paints a picture. I love the treasure chest analogy, yeah. by the way. Very I thought good. that was really cool um, when talking about wills and trusts. But again, it's a great opportunity to take advantage, you know, at no cost and no obligation. You got nothing to lose. So a wonderful opportunity, a wonderful conversation. It won't be the last time we have Angelo on. Great. I look forward to the next time. He's an awful nice guy and uh, obviously quite knowledgeable. Yes, <laughs> yes, for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's let's uh, let's keep going here. So we got some questions uh, from listeners. They've been paying attention. Jane is wondering, she says, I am 50 and I have 14 years remaining on a 15-year mortgage rate at a rate of under 3%. Should I pay off my mortgage now or keep making payments, realizing that if inflation remains high, I can pay off my mortgage over time with cheaper dollars. I could then invest my current funds in conservative high-yield stocks at about 5%. Well, Jane, number one, thank you for the question. Number two, it seems like you answered your own question here. And yes, I agree with you. Um, number one, this is probably one of the few times in history um, where you're going to beat the banks um, because interest rates are so low and they're locked in. With that 15-year mortgage and, and basically all of it to go, it locked in at that 3% level. Um, Jane, we're going to start seeing interest rates start moving up here um, over this year and, and possibly into next. Um, so you know, when you're dealing with a 3% mortgage, uh, it's basically free money at this point. You have a fixed payment in an inflationary environment. Again, you're beating the banks. And anytime you can beat the banks, that's a good thing. Um, depending on, you know, what your situation is, you know, obviously high yield stocks may or may not be a good investment for you. Um, that's something that we would definitely talk about, Jane, but I, I think you're on the, the right the right thought, the right train of thought here, um, do not pay off that mortgage. It, it's not going to really do you any good to have the, the mortgage satisfied at this point. You can use that money for, for other things like investing or maybe paying down some other double-digit double digit interest rate if there's any type of debt. Um, but for the most part, you know, that, that you're beating the bank. So let's keep that mortgage going at these low interest rates. I like it. Uh, uh, Jane, again, if you want to learn some more, 800-930-5905 is the number you can call. Uh, George has a question. Uh, he says, what should I do with RMD funds after paying taxes if there is currently no need for the funds and I want them to grow with limited risk? George, thank you for the question. And and the great thing about RMDs is, you know, once you get them, you have the taxes withheld and that's spendable money. Um, we There's no way to stop RMDs on these tax qualified accounts. And what we see, George, um, especially in this day and age, most Americans have saved the lion's share of their savings in these tax qualified plans like IRAs, 401ks, and they have that future tax obligation linked to them in the form of required minimum distribution. So at 72, the government says, guess what? Time to pay the piper and you got to take a percentage of this account of all your qualified accounts based on your age and that will increase so what do you do with the money um that depends on your situation pretty much what you want 
Um, some of our clients will use that RMD to buy life insurance and create a legacy plan for their family. Um, that RMD, you know, you get it on a monthly basis, annual basis, quarterly basis, you get the taxes withheld, then you leverage it into a large tax-free death benefit for your family. So life insurance can be a really good, good thing for you. You can also put it into a liquid, create that emergency savings account for yourself if you don't have it already, pay down some debt, the, the sky's the limit. But once that RMD is distributed, taxes are, are, are paid, that's your money to do what you want. This is where I would say, George, give us a call. We'll look at your situation and we're going to see if we can maximize those dollars and make some magic happen. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and again, from uh, George's point of view, I think uh, that's a that's an okay problem to have. <laughs> sure, <laughs> if you absolutely. don't need the money, you know. I mean, again, <laughs> I, I like those. Yeah. You know, what, what what do I do with this? Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out, and that's why we like our clients, you know, to discuss that with us, Steve. It's important because you know, there's lots of things. You know, there there's toys out there. You know, there's cars. There's you know, there's yeah, houses. There's sure. things that are are very tempted, and maybe not an RMD, but you know, that's why partnering with the fiduciary financial advisor because we're gonna cut through through the chase and we're going to hit the cold hard logic and we're going to say yes this is what you should do but i always present options look we're human beings we all need sanity savers but if there's an opportunity to leverage money or maximize it i'm always going to show my clients say yeah this is probably the correct course of action um, but for the most part most people are going to follow it um, but some people are going to say, you know what, I'm spending that on me. And hey, it's your money. You earned it. You can do what you want. I'm just going to present the options to you. I like it. George, if you want to call 800-930-5905. Glenn has, uh, has wondering, he says, I'm planning to retire at 62, but I won't collect Social Security until I'm 67. Will I still get increased benefits even though I hadn't worked the last five years? Well, that's all going to depend on your earning years, um, uh, Glenn. I'm sorry. Um, thanks for the question, number one. And uh, that depends on that 35 years. So if you have income earned in those years and there's no zero years, it's really going to not have any effect. They're going to calculate those top years in there, and that's going to calculate your Social Security benefit. Um, so either way, looking at FRA at 67, you know, then, you know, obviously the, the tip top is 70, you know, you want to elect at 70. Um, but like I said, it's all going to depend on that earning. And those are that calculations. And we talked on the show, I think it was last week or the week before we were talking how important it is to stay up on that earning statement. Um, so Glenn, if you haven't already, I would highly recommend that you get on logged into social security online on that SSA.gov site. Um, they're going to ask you those security questions. You're going to get in and check that earning statement. Make sure it's matched up. We talked about the nightmare that some people have had trying to correct mistakes. And Social Security, by their own admission, says about 10% of their earning calculations are wrong. So whether it's a Social Security that's mismatched, you know, it, it pays to check and pay to check regularly um, because fixing something that maybe had, you know, happened last year, Glenn, is a lot easier than something that maybe happened 15 years ago. So overall, keep tabs on it. But again, it's just going to depend on those earning years and Social Security has a printout and it'll show you exactly how much you've earned. Double check that, make sure those are right, and there you go. Absolutely. 800-930-5905, Glenn. And, you know, I, I'm impressed with that Social Security website. They've, they've made a lot of changes over the, the last few I, years, but that, that sliding gauge of, of like, here's what it is at 62, and you can move that little line, you know, move that ahead, I mean, basically month by month to see what the difference is. Steve, kudos to whoever designed that site. And, and I mean, they put a ton of effort into it. They have explanations for everything. There's definition. There's, a, you know, how does this work? That is such a wealth of knowledge for such a confusing topic. But again, this is such a valuable thing. It's a lifetime payment that will never deplete out of any account. You never have to worry about it running out. Um, it's a lifetime annuity. When you elect is critical, but making sure those numbers are right is even more important because you don't want to miscalculate calculated social security benefit, or God forbid, on the other side, uh, you know, collecting a benefit that maybe you didn't earn. <laughs> and that's happened in the past. And then guess what? They're going to come knocking on the door and say, you owe us this. That's what we want to avoid. But again, that website's absolutely fantastic and a plethora of knowledge. If you haven't used it, 
get on there, start checking it out. If you're in that red zone of, of, of electing social security, this website is absolutely imperative to check out. Perfect. Uh, let's see, we got time for another one. Let's go to Belinda. Belinda says, I've heard you talk about how now might be a good time to roll over an IRA into a Roth IRA. Is that something I can do myself or do I need help? Um, of course, you can do it by yourself, uh, Belinda. In but I you wouldn't want do to. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wouldn't you, do you it. Can. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't either. And yes, it is an it is an excellent time. Anytime we have periods of volatility or a down market, Belinda, um, when you're doing a conversion, um, you're actually going to be moving it from one account to the other. So you know, getting rid or, or moving securities at a lower price and then putting them into that new account, getting those taxes paid, it's a process. And here's why we say consult a professional when you're doing a Roth conversion. Because when you convert, whether it's a simple IRA, whether it's a traditional IRA or a 401k conversion, what you convert, you have to pay taxes on. So if you have a $500,000 account and you say, you know what, I want to make this into a Roth and you put it into a Roth IRA, guess what? $500,000 is going to go on your income tax statement, just like you earned it. And if you're receiving Medicare, you're going to have a wild Medicare surcharge, social security benefits. We've seen this happen. And once you take that distribution, there's no going back. Um, so you want to make sure that you consult a qualified professional to help you calculate that taxation. That's going to be the most important part of the Roth conversion. And that's why a lot of the times, Belinda, we're going to do these in increments. Um, most people have a, basically like a little corridor or a threshold before they hit that next tax bracket. We like to snuggle up right against there and get that conversion done over time. It's very rare. Um, unless there's a special circumstance that we're going to convert a large amount in one year and one fail swoop, it just doesn't make, there's too many domino effects on the tax situation to do one large Roth conversion in a year for most people, unless there's special circumstances. So that Belinda is why I would say, pick up the phone, get it calculated, talk to a professional, make sure it's done right. Really, truly, 800-930-5905. And on that note, uh, Joe, boy, we are up against the clock again. Let's go ahead and invite folks to call one last time today. Absolutely, guys. And we have that special offer for Angelo this week for that consultation. So if you're one of the next 10 callers that call into the radio show, into our studio, we're going to get you set up with that estate planning uh, consultation with Angelo. Um, so give us a call on that. And of course, if there's any finance, retirement planning questions, guys, keep those coming. I love answering these questions every week. Um, it's starting to feel like a conversation. You know, we're getting so many in here, Steve. Um, it's hard to keep up. We're trying to get to every single one. Um, um, but you're going to have a conversation with us. You know, you're not going to talk to, you know, an underling or, or an associate. You know, you're going to talk to the actual professional. And I think that's really the difference here. You're going to get the expertise that you would expect um, hearing us on the radio. So give us a call. We'll get you set up. Remember, this is just this week. We're going to do this special offer. Get you that estate planning review with Angelo. Give us a call. And we'll get you hooked up. That sounds great, folks. This is it. Last opportunity today to make that call and take advantage of this one-time offer. 800-930-5905 is the number to call. Ten callers will get that comprehensive financial review and the opportunity to talk estate planning with an attorney. Well, we were, he was just here. Angelo Politakis is who was here, and you can meet him as well when you meet with Joe and the team at Wealth Health Radio, well, at Murphy Wealth Management, I guess is what I should say, isn't it? Yeah. The, um, but again, it's a kind of thing, and a, it, it's a great opportunity for you. Don't let it slip by. As Joe said, this is just for this week. The number again is 800-930-5905, 800-930-5905. And Joe, as always, what a pleasure. What a fun week to, to, to have a, a guest like that. I think I think so. You know, with everything that's going on in the world and the, you know, market volatility, sometimes you got to focus on some positives and things that you can actually control. And this is an opportunity to get something done that maybe we put on the back burner and we wanted to get that out there. And man, what a great guy and a great conversation. As always, Steve, it's a pleasure to talk to you, my man, and we will talk again next week.
The content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any type of securities. Joe Murphy, MWM Advisory Group, and Murphy Wealth Management are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of the information provided in this radio show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Joe Murphy and his guests as the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on the assumptions and actual results may vary from such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making any investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on the information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss from investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for a particular investor financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.